We are Oh my goodness it feels so good to hit that jam again oh my goodness i know y'all thought we were pod fading heck I'll, I'll be lying if i told you that i thought that we were uh pod fading as well but it's your boy sage the markets real wrestling podcast coming to you live in 2020 this is the first time that you've heard us all year just want to say happy new year um hope everyone is still sticking to their resolutions for 2020 it's been pretty uh pretty chaotic around here um and i do want to get into the happenings of irwp and what's been going on with me personally um before i do please be sure that you uh hit us up on youtube uh find us at it's real wrestling podcast um you can hit us up on instagram it's real wrestling podcast all spelled on instagram got twitter we got twitter too at Real WrestleCast on Twitter. Uh, what else we have? Patreon, patreon.com uh, forward slash IRWP if you want to support your boys and Project Canyon. Still going strong on that. Uh, man, geez. Um, yeah, I, I know that the last episode that I had is probably towards uh, Thanksgiving. And um, I'm going to be frank with you guys, man. Uh, you know, with uh, losing losing a guest uh, host, kind of, you know, really really hit me hard. Um, I thought a little bit harder than I thought it would, um, and uh, I was trying to figure out a way to kind of uh, persevere through that piece of it. it just felt like um, just felt like a piece of me just kind of just was missing. Uh, I I couldn't really find uh, find my voice. Um, after that happened, um, I definitely enjoy doing the show um, more so when I have a co-host versus when I'm just doing it by myself. Um, feels a little little empty. Um, so you know, I was kind of struggling with that, um, and then uh, the the product has just been, for the exception of, of AEW, the product overall in general with the WWE has just been kind of lackluster for me to the point where I'm just like. Man, I don't want to come on here just talking about AEW because, you know, I don't want to sound like a fanboy. But, you know, in reality, you know, good wrestling is good wrestling. And, and if, you know, you're passionate about one brand over the other to the point where you don't want to talk about the other, then that's really what you need to do. Um, but, I, you know, I felt like taking some time off would do me some good. Um, you know, I've been, for the most part, keeping up with the th happenings of WWE but more so, I've just been enthralled with AEW, the product, the development, um, the the ups and downs, the valleys and the peaks that they've been going through, um, and, and I've enjoyed it um, immensely. And um, you know, we'll, we'll we will get into that more um, more difficult, or we'll get into that in more depth as we uh, go through this podcast. Um, 
so I was thinking to myself, you know, what's what is it going to take for me to get more engaged so that I can go ahead and provide you guys with the best quality podcast possible week to week. And I was going through our business plan that we, you know, initially set up when when it was a three-man crew. Um, believe it or not, this was actually a three-man crew behind the scenes. Um, and uh, one of the, the premises that we wanted to do that was going to distinguish us from many of the other podcasts is that we were going to focus more so on the... Uh, on the interviewing aspect of everyone involved in the wrestling community, uh, whether it's wrestlers, production staff, um, whether it was CEOs, bookers, things of that nature. And I really want to get back to that premise, that notion, because I feel like there's a lot of, not to open the curtain per se, but at the end of the day, it's a business. And, um, you know, with, with our experience outside of the podcast, um, with entrepreneurships and um, and other business aspects, I can't really fully dive into. Um, I think that it would be advantageous for everyone if we can show that side of wrestling that doesn't really get to be experienced. Um, not just the positives, but the negatives and the things that could change. Um, and and that's really where I want to go with this podcast going forward. So I have uh, for the next couple of weeks, um, it may not drop immediately, but for the next couple of weeks, I do have some interviews set up with various people in the industry. I'm definitely going to be bringing that to you guys. And uh, hopefully you'll enjoy that. But, um, you know, this is your podcast just as much as it is my podcast. And I always said this from the very beginning. We love to hear from you guys. So, you know, if you ever want to be a guest on the show or if you there's some improvements that we can make, please hit us up on any of our social platforms so that way we can go ahead and, and make those changes accordingly. So um, with me personally, um, I've also took it upon myself to finish a few things in my education. Um, so I'll be doing a lot more um, studying. So. Uh, I'm trying to make sure that that doesn't interfere with my podcasting schedule because I definitely love doing this. I feel like it's therapeutic. I told this to Goose a while back. Podcasting to me is very therapeutic. I love being able to um, to talk about wrestling. Um, it's it's something that I've always enjoyed as a as a kid. It's not something that I ever. I mean, it's a show. You know, it's just something that's just entertaining to me. And it's a break from reality. Um, you know, our world is crazy as it is and, and wrestling is my personal avenue to a form of a release from the stress that goes on in the world uh, today. So um, not going to go anywhere, at least not anytime soon. And if I uh, if if we ever get to that point where we got to shut down the podcast, I owe it to everyone to make sure that we give a proper send off for the show itself so um with that being said um do want to give some shout outs appreciate everyone um i we got a whole bunch of engagement on the uh, um on our gaming channel uh thank you so much for the uh the community the uh, uh apex legends community um showing us a big love um you know with uh with the support that we've been trying to help with um on some of the bugs that have been going on 
uh, with people getting kicked off. So if you ever get that code 100, uh, please be sure to hit us up on Twitter or on YouTube. And we actually have a good video walkthrough um, that not just shows you how to get back on, but also explains the, the different aspects of it. Um, one of the things that I had noticed, people were putting out videos um, about this particular code 100 error is that they weren't explaining what exactly the uh, error was. And um, so I just decided that I would just come on and just, you know, give you guys my take on it. And hopefully that's helped. Um, the video's like 80,000 views. So I appreciate that uh, immensely, guys. Um, uh, you know, more a little bit outside the ring. Uh, XFL started in February, and uh, oh my God, it has been a it's been a pretty good run. I have actually thoroughly enjoyed um, the XFL, um, just more so as a football fan than anything else. I think that um, you know, I think we're in week four right now, um, starting this this week, and um, I've got to say I enjoy. There's a lot of aspects of the thing that I like. I love the interviewing. That's being done, um, you know, after plays, after big plays, um, whether they're good or they're bad. I'm definitely enjoying that. Um, I love the frustration that uh, some of the quarterbacks and some of the the linebackers in the office of and defensive line have uh, been showing. Um, you know, Mr. Matt McGloin, though, man, you you got you got to keep that 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 uh, that cool, man, because you know if I talk to my bosses like that on live TV, I'm pretty sure you know I'd be getting that. So, <laughs> the shout out to the the New York Guardians there, um, but you know I I've been out of this four weeks I've been trying to figure out who is my favorite XFL team and um, I've got to say, you know, I would be lying to say that if I didn't root for the local team, uh, local being the Houston uh, Roughnecks, I d I'm definitely enjoying that entire squad, um, not just PJ and. And Philip or Cam Phillips, um, but the coaching staff, the offensive staff, um, the linebackers—it's just been a joy to watch them, watch them play. They're just very, very exciting. It kind of reminds me. Not, I hate to put, and you know, I probably won't even do that. I don't like to compare players to players because I think that that's kind of uh, not good. I mean, they stand on their own. So. Um, Still looking for this the shootout the uh, the overtime shootout. We haven't gotten that yet. We haven't seen exactly what that looks like. So I'm hoping that we get that um, pretty soon. Um, the games haven't been complete. Well, I mean, I think for the exception of one, it hasn't really been complete shutout. There's not really no nonsense. I mean, there's no nonsense kind of thing when it comes to plays. So you don't see too many trick plays. Um, the the double pass has actually been working pretty well for for the teams that actually use it. In fact, I want to say that every team that's actually used the double forward pass has actually won. So that's kind of saying something. Um, they took away the field goal kickoffs, which I think is pretty cool, or the field goal after a touchdown, and replaced it with a uh, two, five, and ten yard dash, um, and uh, getting one, two, and three points depending on where you spot the ball so i think that that's uh pretty amazing um the kickoff goal kind of reminds me of old school flag football or ultimate frisbee where you have um 
both the offense and defense, uh, you know, five or ten yards apart from each other, static, and they can't move until the receiver gets the the football. Um, I love that aspect of it. Promotes, you know, people actually running the ball and not doing fair catches, which I absolutely love. Um, but by far, my favorite feature of this entire XFL team has definitely been the um, the officiating the. Um, you know, the upstairs looking at calls that look too close to, you know, to be called. I love that. I love seeing the, you know, them explain the reason why a call was called and, and not afraid to say, hey, you got the bad call in the field. Let's go ahead and reverse that and spot it here. I, I love that transparency because it just it makes the frustration level um, go down and the enjoyment level of the game going up. So um, kudos to the XFL. Um I think a lot of people were going, uh, were so selling them short, um, and what their uh, what their goals are, are whatnot, or you know they they really they really put it out there that they were not going to be a competition for the XFL, but they were just going to be their own league. It seems like they're trying to make it a farm system for the NFL, which I think is pretty cool if that works. I just worry if it becomes a farm system, then we're not going to get consistent uh, stars um, year after year after year. So I don't know exactly how that's going to implement or how that's going to impact the overall brand. I mean, it may be a good thing to get fresh new faces every year, but at the same point, um, I don't want to see like a PJ Walker um or Cardell Jones go to the NFL just to be sat on the bench the entire season, um, or Cam Phillips, um, or Marquise King, you know, just being a, a roster bench, a bench warmer. I just think that that's, I'd rather see them play because they're exciting players. So, uh, but shout out to the Houston Roughnecks, still undefeated. Um, I actually enjoy the Vipers. I think that their defense is pretty amazing. They just got to fix a few things on offense, and they'll be set to go. I still think they're playing a little too small, um, in my opinion. I'm hoping that they can bulk up just a little bit um, before it's week five or week six. Um, but we'll see. Um, Seattle Dragons are killing it. They have probably the largest fan base I've ever seen uh, <laughs> in this league. So it's, you know, people are coming around to the XFL. So, but let me know. Drop if you're listening to this on on YouTube or on Twitter. Um, you know, hit us up and let us know who your favorite team is. Um, definitely would be interested to see who that is. Um, so, all right, guys. So. Let's get into this. I, I've, uh, like I alluded to at the open, recently, I, I would probably say um, since the AEW and um, AEW and NXT days have kind of just started, I've, week after week, I've been seeing myself just pull slowly away from WWE. Um, and it's not, it's not me becoming a fanboy per se. Um, it's just like NXT is great. Um, it really is, and it's not even about NXT. It's really about you know Raw and SmackDown for me. It's just not been 
where it needs to be. Um, Raw has been doing pretty well week after week. Um, but, you know, SmackDown has really, really, really started to take a bit of a dumpster dive. Um, it's kind of like the um, 2018 brands just took a switch and from a writer's perspective. And the writers that were on SmackDown are now on Raw. So, like, the brands are just particularly split, just not the names have changed. So, um, just I've been questioning just a lot of the things that they've been doing um, with some of the characters. And I just, I'm, I'm to the point where I just, I, I can't anymore. I, I can't. I think this week was probably the straw that broke the camel's back for me. Um, and, and, let's, and let's just talk about it. Um, you guys know I don't watch any of the Saudi shows, don't. Don't support it. Won't support it. Um, I'm to the point right now that probably after WrestleMania, I'm probably just going to cancel my subscription to the to the network. Um, it's just, you know, with the talk about, um, and I know I'm kind of going in a couple of different tangents here, but with the talk about the pay-per-views being removed from the WWE network, I ask myself, what's the value of keeping the network? I love 205 Live, but I'm going to be honest. I play catch up on 205 Live um, than anything else. And I can't see myself going back to the days where I'm watching wrestling scrambled on channel 98 um, because I just don't feel like forking over 60 bucks a month just to watch a pay-per-view on ESPN Plus or Fox Plus or wherever they decide to to put the pay-per-views if that model comes to fruition. Um, You know, part of... You know, people might say, you know, as a critique, it, it may go to, um, it's maybe a sign of the times or whatever. But to me, I think, and I, I said this last year when I did the, when I did the Shane leaving, w, Shane and Vince leaving WWE for, for the XFL um, episode. And I'll put a link like right here um, in the show, either in the show notes or on the on the YouTube so that you guys can go back and, and, and listen to it. But I, I truly believe that after 2020, the McMahons will be completely removed from the WWE. I, I think that NXT will be its own brand, um, but I think that there will be new ownership overall with it and all the McMahons are going to be focusing on the XFL and making that happen. Um, why do I say that? Um, for sure. Why, why do I say that? Um, it's, I just, I don't see that they have the passion anymore. I, I really don't like the WWE is morphed into something completely different. It's sustainable. Um, it doesn't necessarily need the McMahon's any longer. It can kind of just move on its own. Um, but you've slowly been seeing the swanton song of a, of a lot of, of, of things, right? You've seen, um, rush in the hall of fame to put current talent into the hall of fame um you've seen shame it man which i said that his last run would be by this wrestlemania and it looks like it's come to fruition i think that he just he's just signing off his character vince mcmahon doing a thing with aj styles was kind of and kevin owens is kind of the the sign off of his character um you know you you're seeing Hunter take less of a role um, and just focusing more on NXT, which I think that that's just going to be his baby. It's going to be sold to him specifically. And 
it's you know it, it's going to be a true competitor to AEW as a standalone product. Um, I just I, I for me I feel like the writing is on the wall. Um, I think that that's going to end up ultimately happening, and um, and as a result, if you're taking away someone, and I know that Vince gets a lot of crap from from a creative standpoint, but if you're taking so if someone no longer has the passion to do it, then the rest of the of the of the product shows, right? I mean, case in point, I stopped doing the podcast for three months um, just because I lost my passion for doing it. Um, now that I'm revigorated, I'm, I'm back. You know, I'm, I'm doing this podcast again, but you're not seeing that same level of effort into the WWE product. Um, so you know, that was my main my main thing. But the the nail in the coffin was the the Saudi Arabia show, and I know I didn't watch it, but I saw enough of the highlights on Twitter to understand what happened. Um, there were a lot of rumors going into it about um, what the landscape from Saudi Arabia to uh, WrestleMania was going to be. You know, there there were the rumors that seemed to stick. It wasn't something like future booking kind of stuff. It was just it's it just stuck. You know, the fiend Bray Wyatt on SmackDown, who reinvented himself, lost to Goldberg under five minutes. For the end game to be Goldberg and and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, right? And and then I get it. The you know the other rumor was this was going to make room for Bray Wyatt to challenge or the Fiend to challenge John Cena at uh, WrestleMania uh, without the title, so that he's not in danger of breaking Ric Flair's you know uh, record um, and becoming the new uh, threshold or bear holder or whatever you want to call it, the new top guy for the amount of championships. And you know, I'm thinking to myself, it's not, it's not so much for me that he lost the belt, that the Bray Wyatt lost the belt. It's who he lost it to. Um, this is the second year in a row, or at least the second year in three years, where Goldberg has taken the title off of someone new, only to give it to someone a month or two later. You know, the very first time it was Kevin Owens, right? Kevin Owens won the title, um, and then two months later he lost the title at uh, at WrestleMania to Goldberg in like a minute, so or something crazy like that. Um, or I'm sorry, Kevin Owens. I think he won the title at Royal Rumble. Then there was a pay per view with Goldberg a month later. Goldberg beat Kevin Owens in like a minute or less, and then. Goldberg dropped the title to Brock Lesnar at at WrestleMania, whatever it was, um, and this is, seems like it's a repeat. And I, I would, I honestly, I wouldn't have minded as. I mean, I I'd still would be upset that Goldberg takes the belt off of the Fiend, but I wouldn't have minded if if it could have just been booked differently. If it was Bray Wyatt that took it, the pin instead of the Fiend, um, or if it was maybe. Mustafa Ali, who toppled by a fluke, um, the, the the fiend. I just you you had you literally had a two week build, a two week build that wasn't even really a a build in my opinion. 
to put this together only for him to drop the belt and the half-assed jackhammer, which wasn't even really a jackhammer. I mean, just, just, just think of that, man. Age aside, the Fiend no-sold seven cho- or uh, seven uh, uh, curb stomps from Seth Rollins, three knees from 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 Daniel Bryan, and he gets four spears and a half jackhammer, and he's done. I, I just I don't get it. Like I don't, I don't get it at all. Like you could have put anyone else in that spot, and and challenged Bray Wyatt and took the belt off of Bray Wyatt, and then you could have literally broken like like the fiend would have broken the mind of of Bray Wyatt to the point where Bray Funhouse Bray Wyatt is no longer there. But we don't. But it it just it didn't happen that way, and I I just I don't like it, and I get it, you know the. People are out there saying, "Well, this is going to make Bray Wyatt better, and and he's going to Fiend's going to come back better than ever when he's challenges." I'm like, "Come on, man! Look, Bray Wyatt's storyline has been literally revenge for all the people, who, or sorry, the Fiend storyline has been revenge for all the people that had put Bray Wyatt down in some form or capacity, and he's just acting in vengeance, and now." We get Goldberg, who is nowhere factored into the storyline of Bray Wyatt or The Fiend, like at all. And this phoning it in, it just, I'm I'm done. Like, I, I will always support Bray Wyatt. And I, I, I hope he finds greener pastures. But WWE is at the point, well... It, to me, and again, this is just my personal opinion, and I was talking to Goose about this on Thursday. I think the reason why WD, or AEW resonates with me so much is for two reasons. Um, the first reason primarily is the fact that it just seems like the talent loves to do what they love, like loves to do what they do. Um, and it shows, right? It's not perfect and it's not polished, but it doesn't need to be. I mean, WCW before Goldberg dropped the belt to Kevin Nash, um, it wasn't polished. It was literally, Hey, we're going to, this is where the big boys play. We're going to make this as close to, to realism as possible. Like we're just, you know, none of the fancy, you know, Papa Shango kind of thing going on here. We're just, we're just flipping people up, and that's what we're gonna do. And um, and it worked. The model worked, and I think that's why AEW is having such success because that model is working for them. Um, the 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 talent loves what they do. They can fail, and the and the, the fans will still support them. They listen to the, the to, to to their fan base. And they make adjustments on the fly, not to totally appease them, but they, you know, to come to common ground to show that they have improved. Case in point, the Nightmare Collective was not working, and they ended up killing the Nightmare Collective on AEW Dark, uh, which was perfectly fine, and that was the end of it. The women's division on AEW has been atrocious, but they've been trying. 
and 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 the fans have been saying that like we're sticking with you. It's terrible. We need to get improvements. What do they do? They get swole, right? They get uh, Akura Shirida. I apologize for this pronunciation there. They get Sakazaki. Uh, they get uh, they take the belt off of Riho and they you know put it on uh, the native beast Nyla. Britt Baker is no longer wrestling. She's doing fantastic on the mic as a heel, and I'm pretty sure you know she's getting some training to better that aspect of her game to run the ropes. They're doing things that are exciting, that are new, and it's the money's gonna come. You know, and I think that that's the, the the problem with WWE is I think it's all about the money. You know, for everyone involved, the talent, the 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 business, the the writers, it's for them. It's all about the money and not the passion of the sport. And I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for saying that, and I and I get it. It's a business. We got mouths to feed. I get it. I do I get it? And I understand it. But I think that for me, the money is great. The passion is better. And if you don't have the passion, it shows. And if it shows, I mean, where do we go from here? You know what I mean? So I think that that's been my my thing. Um, I've been, like I said, I've been struggling immensely with staying engaged with WWE. And I don't think I can do it going forward. I just, I, I don't. I, I, I want to... But I can't. So after WrestleMania, I'm going to make the decision to cancel the network. And um, I, I I think the chapter for WWE will be will be done. I think the only exception may be NXT. Because I still love to see NXT do their thing. I think that they're fantastic. I think that they're still doing a great job. Uh, they don't disappoint. Um, but as far as SmackDown and Raw... I'm going to get those, you know, those six hours back or those five hours back in my life. And I'm just going to reinvest it into into something else. So um, as far as AEW, you know, I gave pretty much a, a snapshot of AEW uh, and the progress that they've been been doing. Um, I just I, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying them like I am enjoying them. They they don't overdo things, you know. They bring back some legends, but it's never part of a full-blown storyline, and I absolutely love it. Shout out to Soul Train Jones, aka Vincent. Um, I, I just, I, I love everything that they do. I, I, I truly, truly do. I know I come out here sounding like a fanboy, like I get it, like I, I truly get it, but I just love it. It's just, it's just, it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. Um, women's division's getting better. I love the best friends. Um, I'm thinking that the best friends are going to be turning, um, or, or not turning, but it looks like they're going to make a solid run for the titles finally. And, um, and, and I love the fact that, oh man, I know I'm sounding like a, a, a fanboy, but I love the fact that they're interchanging the talents. You know, you don't see everyone every single week. Um, Sammy Guevara is great, um, you know, with the cue cards, Darby Allen's flipping star, Jungle Boy, flipping star, Marco Stunt, flipping star, um, they just got it, you know, and, and I think for the past 15 weeks, they've been um, at least 
uh, well, 15, 16, 17, 18. I think out of the 18 weeks, um, they've been having WWE's number, at least from uh, an NXT perspective. They've been just killing it. Like, just killing it. Um, and uh, I think the, the viewership will only grow up from here. So, talking about having another show on. But I love AEW Dark. I ain't going to even lie. Like, if you guys haven't watched AEW Dark on YouTube, you guys are missing out, man. It's just, it's a wholesome house show, and I am I enjoy it. I love the different talent that's on the mic, um, and I just, I just love it. It's just so much fun. So much fun. So, uh, AEW does have a pay-per-view coming this week. In fact, it's tonight. So, I definitely wanted to make sure I get this episode in for you guys tonight, and... Um, so, you know, I guess we're at the point right now. We can get into predictions. I mean, you guys want to hear predictions? I want to hear predictions. Let's get into predictions. Let's get these predictions done. Let's go. card to me is stacked and i am ready 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 to go with this card um we had an iron man match on aew uh this week against kenny omega and Pac, and it was phenomenal phenomenal and although Pac came up short he looked strong he looked great he looked happy he looked happy for his character and i just I love it. I love it. Um, after the match, uh, Pac goes up to the ramp. Tony Schiavone comes out and interviews him, and uh, which you know I I, I loved it because it kind of reminded me of what XFL does to their talent. So I, I definitely love that. He's, he basically said, you know, you've been, you know, now that this rubber match is done with, what's next for you, man? I mean, you've been a bastard. What's next for you? And Orange Cassidy just comes down the ring. And, uh, you know, squares off against Pac. And Pac just, just destroys Orange Cassidy. So later in the night, we'll find out. It's Pac versus Orange Cassidy. Simple booking. Gotta love it. I don't know who I want to go with on this one here. I know Pac can't take a loss. Orange Cassidy. Ah, oh man. Orange Cassidy has just been great week after week. Um, makes the thumbnails during commercials just like Sammy Guevara, just look amazing and fun um, and attentive. I'm going to go with Orange Cassidy winning by disqualification. I think Pac is going to snap, and um, this is going to be a good match. This actually, this actually might steal the show. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be on the the preview show, which I, I can't remember what they call it. Is it the buy-in or... I don't know. They have a nickname for their preview shows, but I think that that's what's going to end up happening. But I'm going to take Orange Cassidy for the win on this one here. Should be a fantastic match. Cannot wait to see it. Next on the card. We have got the women's, AEW women's champion Nyla taking on Chris Statlander, number one contender. 
I'm definitely enjoying Chris Statlander. I'm glad that they got her away from the Nightmare Collective. I love Nyla Rose. She is such a beast, no pun intended. Um, I love her on the mic. I just love that raw energy that she has. Um, she's even funnier on the commentary. If you guys haven't seen that, y'all can go back to AEW Dark. I'm telling you, don't sleep on AEW Dark, guys. I'm telling you. Um, so, I, I think Nyla Rose is definitely going to retain this title. It does not make sense to take the title off for her. But, I would not be surprised if Britt Baker gets involved in this particular match. Because we haven't seen her in two weeks. Um, we haven't seen her even longer for wrestling. So, I'm hoping that she gets involved. Starts a program with Chris Statlander. Um, and then that way, Chris Statlander can chase for the title. Um, would hope to see in the upcoming weeks, we get... Nyla Rose versus uh, Big Swole and Nyla Rose versus Sheeta without her ponytail. I love it when she takes the ponytail off or when it comes off because she just is all business, all roughness, and it's great. So, and uh, yeah, we're going to see, I hope we see that. Um, Zaka Zaki, 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 uh, Saka Zaki, sorry. I'm going to get the name right, I promise. But I think that. She will probably ultimately dethrone Nyla Rose, but I think that you need to let her wrestle, keep wrestling, right? Just keep wrestling and build her way, slowly build her way to the top. Um, so I think that's how you roll with it. But got Nyla Rose retaining the title. Next on the card, we have got, and I am excited about this match here, man. Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. I think that this match will also steal the show. Um, we it's we already have high expectations of this. Darby Allen is a flipping star. Sammy Guevara is a flipping star. Um, the matches, their the way they sell, the put their bodies on the line. That super kick Sammy Guevara got and sold was just amazing. Only to come back the next night, or I mean the next uh, segment to to cheer on the rest of his his peoples. Um, in the inner circle, I just I love it. Um, I, I I'm I've got to give it. I think Darby Allen's gonna win this one. I, I'm gonna be honest. Um, I think that Darby Allen. I, I think there's bigger plans for Darby Allen. So I don't want to spoil where I think this is going to go. But I will say, you know, I'll spoil it. But let's 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 get to the next card. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll revisit this, but I got Darby Allen for the win on this one. All right. One of the most intriguing storylines in the tag team division and probably in AEW specifically has been Adam page and his rift with the elite. Um, I have enjoyed the, for like the past six weeks, I have enjoyed everything that they have done with Adam page period. And I want to just take that time to say that because one of my gripes the third week of wrestling on AEW is that I don't know Adam Page. I don't. All I know is that he was in Bullet Club. He was with the Elite. And that was it. His wrestling was bland. Not because of his movesets particularly, but because he didn't have really a gimmick or a... And I hate to say that, but... He didn't have a gimmick or a storyline or something that I could latch onto as a fan to be invested in him and i thought that that was a missed opportunity for adam page lo and behold 
our answers were prayed, our, our our prayers were answered. <laughs> but because you just started slowly week after week seeing this guy just having a drinking problem. Like he's just anytime he's in the match where the young bucks are around, you see him distancing himself. Anytime he's around Kenny Omega, he's starting to distance himself. He's drinking a little bit more. He has a drinking segment with Private Party where he still owes uh Cassidy $12. Um, for that vodka, shout out to private party and uh, yeah, yeah, he's on commentary and on commentary, they have like the lower third saying, you know, uh, you know, something in Spanish mean, you know, this means he ha in Spanish or something like that. Uh, still drinking, still owes Cassidy $12, still owes private party. 12. I love it. Like these little subtleties that they've been doing to build, to build Adam page is just been amazing and i am completely invested in cowboy shit just gonna say um so i i love this and in in the past four or five weeks we've been seeing a couple of mishaps with adam page attacking or accidentally miscalculating and hitting kenny omega and kenny omega doing the same thing but they just they've come together as a tag team to win i love it um, Young Bucks have just been kind of sitting on the side, you know, kind of just really getting behind Kenny Omega and Adam Page is just frustrated with this whole thing. And I, I just love it. I love it. So where do we go from here? I don't think the big question is who's going to win. I think the big question is what is going to happen after this match ends or during this match here. The obvious play is that Adam Page, Hangman Adam Page is going to turn heel on to Kenny Omega and cost them the titles and Young Bucks are going to have the championship. But I argue to you, I argue to you that we are going to get a swerve on this match here. I think that Kenny Omega is going to turn heel on the Young Bucks and they are going to retain the titles I know it's an unpopular opinion. I do. But I think that that's one that we're not seeing coming. You know, Kenny Omega, uh, Kenny Omega has been at the receiving end of a lot of these attacks. But I think that that's just kind of a smokescreen for us. Oh, Kenny Omega is going to end up turning on Adam Page and costing the title. And the Young Bucks are going to win. No, I, I just don't see that happening. And especially because I think, I really truly think that the best friends are going to be next in line for t- title contention. And they need to go against a team that is actually heel. Um, just for it to make, not not to make sense, but I just think it would be a better storyline in that case. Um, so I, I've got... I've got Omega and I've got Hang- Hangman Page winning this one. The Bucks will get their chance. They don't need it now. They'll get their chance to be champions. But uh, right now, the, 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 the train is too hot for Omega and Hangman Page to hang this thing up. No pun intended. So, definitely looking forward to this. Next on the card, we got Dustin Rhodes versus Jake Hager. I am looking forward to this match. It's just going to be a nice, nice heavyweight uh, battle between the two. I worry if they're going to do a full wrestling match or if it's just going to be like a fist fight kind of thing just because Jack Gager is, you know, currently under contract with the MMA 
organization. They didn't want to do anything that could potentially put him in harm's way. Um, I think Dustin Rhodes is ultimately going to win this one. Most likely he's going to win it by disqualification. I would say the knee to the to the nuts is probably going to be what's going to end this one here. But I'm still going to enjoy it, man. And I'm hoping that Jake Hager does mix it up with Luchasaurus down the road because I think that their storyline is just as intriguing as Dustin Rhodes' storyline. And maybe that's what we get. Maybe we get a disqualification in favor of Jake Hager because Luchasaurus comes down and fights Jake Hager. But I don't know. Either way, it's going to be a good match. I'm definitely going to enjoy this one here. So uh, we have next up on here, we have uh, Cody Rhodes and uh, Arn Anderson. Um, in his corner versus MJF with Wardlow. So I do want to take a few minutes to talk about this uh, storyline overall just to catch the viewers up or, you know, so I have it on tape that I did explain it. So uh, this has been a feud that's been going on since those, probably the fifth or sixth week of AEW. Um, and it's been booked pretty well, in my opinion. You know, it, this is one of those hindsight long booking ones. Um, a lot of people were upset because Cody Rhodes wasn't showing any type of um, desperation to get to Cody or to get to MJF. But I make the argument again that your storylines don't have to be predictable. Cody could be a patient person. He can endure the pain, endure the frustration to get to his ultimate goal, which would be MJF. And the the heel MJF could increasingly get upset and frustrated every time one of his stipulations are are met, right? The stipulations was he's going to get 10 lashes. He got frustrated because he took the 10 lashes and need them in the nuts. Um, his stipulation was not to get into or not, that Cody could not put his hands on him at all. And what does he do? Um, he keeps calm, doesn't do it. But MJF is increasingly week after week after week trying to get him to hit him so that he can get out of this match, and it doesn't happen. Again, increase in frustration week after week, MJF. The third one was that he would have to fight Wardlow in a steel cage. And as the match progressed on the steel cage... The desperation of MJF was apparent, so he gave the diamond ring to Wardlow to knock out Cody Rhodes. Didn't happen. He lost. MJA was losing his stuff. Um, he was trying to get involved and climb the cage. You know, the, the reeks of desperation. I thought this was well done. I absolutely loved it. It kept me engaged week after week after week. They are doing a bang-up job keeping the interest level there. Um, and keep it up. Keep it up. Everything does not have to be by the book, by the the perver the proverbial, you know, WWE WWF booking standards, and it can still work. And this is a testament to it. So, as far as who I think is going to win this match, I'm going to go with Cody Rhodes. I think that at this point, the there's there's nowhere to go for either of these guys than someone else, and I, I think that. We've come to an apex with these two story or with this storyline here. Um, so we get a blow off. I think they both do separate things. Um, payoff was worthwhile. 
Um, I think this is an unpopular opinion. I think that most people are going to be taking MJF to win this one. But I think that Cody Rhodes will probably win this one here. So, And then that leads us to the main event. John Moxley and Chris Le Champion Jericho. I say it before. I say it again. I'll say it 10 years from now. Heck, I'll say it 20 years from now. Chris Jericho is the GOAT, the greatest of all time. I am so happy that he made the decision to go back to where he started his wrestling career. No, not AEW, but on TNT. Um, this has been just such a great run, great reinvention of Chris Jericho. I absolutely love the just the way he reinvents himself, the way he engages the fans, uh, his command over the crowd, his command over his career, his ability to put people over is just it's great right darby allen made him a star jungle boy jack made him a star um moxley i know he's a star already but a lot of people were you know not liking moxley because of the fact that um what is the name um they thought he was stale right Chris Jericho is just, he's great. He's just so great. And I definitely enjoy his matches. Um, this match is going to be fun. Like, I, it's really, really going to be fun. I love the story build of this whole thing. Part of me wanted to go one way when I, with this prediction. The, my, the other part of me wanted to go the other way. Um, just simply put, I'm trying to figure out what's Chris Jericho's next play from here. Chris Jericho doesn't necessarily need the title. Um, and their argument could be made that AEW needs him to have the title. Um, so it's, this one is pretty difficult to pin down. Um, but I am going to go, I'm going to go with John Moxley for the win on this one here. I, I am. I, I think that he will pull out a victory. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great and I'm going to enjoy it. And I think that you guys are going to enjoy it as well. So I got John Moxley for the win on this one, guys. Um, so and, and whatever they decide to do going forward, I don't know if if uh, Chris Jericho is going on tour with Fozzie or not, but I just I think it's just going to be interesting. It's going to be a great card, and it's probably going to be the f I hate putting sixty dollars down on a pay per view, but I I think this is going to be one of those pay per views that I will actually do it. Um, just because, like, I support, I'm supporting AEW and all their, all of their ventures. So, um, but you know, that's it. I mean, that's it for the review, guys. Um, I've got, like I said, I got a couple of interviews lined up going forward. So hopefully, the the shows will be a little bit more um, on a consistent basis for you guys here. It will be less WWE, more so AEW. I apologize if that's not going to be. Um, something within your wheelhouse, but wrestling is wrestling, guys. And if you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. Like if you are that passionate about WWE and you want to say something and make a case for it, come on the show. Hit me up. It's Real Wrestling Podcast, all spelled out on Instagram, real at Real Wrestlecast on Twitter, um, or you know Patreon.com forward slash IRWP. Heck, if you're watching this on YouTube, just drop a comment and say, Hey, I want to be a guest. I want to show you why you're wrong. And I'm all for it. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much. Uh, love one another. Respect one another. Y'all know the drill. Keep it real.